0: Hello, my name is Anna Keys and I'll be having a conversation with Sonia Martinez for the New York Trans Oral History Project in collaboration with the New York Public Library's Oral History Project. This is an oral history project centered on the experiences of trans-identifying people. It is April 11th, 2018, and this is being recorded in Manhattan. And to begin um can you tell me your name and age
1: my name is sonia martinez i'm actually seventy one years old you don't it all looks seventy one i don't look it but i am <laughs> <laughs> what are your pronouns my what my final your um pronouns my pronouns oh i'm a uh, i'm a lady my pronoun is miss Oh, missus?
0: hmm
1: Um, how
0: would you describe your gender?
1: My gender actually is female. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me when and where you were born? I was born in Puerto Rico in a place called Catano, which is right across from San Juan, and you actually have to get a boat to go to my place where I live.
0: Do you have family still there?
1: I got family still there, yes. I got my uncles, I got uh, nephews and uh, cousins, and I got a little family there. How are they doing? They're doing fine at this moment. They had a hard time um because of a hurricane. But now they're doing fine. I'm glad to hear
0: that. Um So, can you tell me about... An early encounter you had with the
1: trans community? Well, um, many years ago, when I was about 13, I'd, um, had an encounter with the community that was coming up at that time. And I used to live across this building where all these gay people and trans ladies too were living there. And I used to sneak away from my mother to go across to where they were hanging because this is the way I felt. But being that I was so young, they would push me away or try not to have me in the crowd because they were afraid they would get busted or the police will come and put them in jail. So that was some of my early childhood. And where were you at this time? Well, I was living in Brooklyn, in a street called Pacific Street, right off 4th Avenue. 4th Avenue, that's Park Slope. Oh, Park Slope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me
0: a bit more about um, this house you're talking about?
1: Okay, this house where I was talking about, I remember there was this this one, especially that I always remember her. Her name was Maria. She was always dressed as a woman and I, uh, identified myself with her and, uh, I always wanted to be around her. And then, um, they all lived in different, different apartments and they would have their little parties and they would have their drag patties and I would always try to sneak in and, catch a view and see what was going on. Can you remind me what year this was? Oh my God, that was, I think that was in about the 50s, late 50s, something like that. Do you remember these parties at all? I remember these parties, of course I remember. I remember very well. Please tell me more. Well, I used to um, go there because um, I identified myself with them at that time. So I used to sneak away from my mother, and at that age, I started to collect women clothing, and I would put it on hidden, hiding from my grandmother and my mother, and um, until one day my mother found it out, found the clothes, and she says, who this belong to? And I said, that belongs to me. So. I I got dressed that night, and for the first time, she saw me dressed as a girl. And then it was very hard for her, but she began to to get used to it. And uh, but these parties that these girls had. At that time, they were having these little parties that you would pay 50 cents or 25 cents and go in the party, and you would have to buy the beer or the liquor there, and they would do their little shows inside the apartments, because they were not allowed to walk the street that way Mm. at that time. Mm. So I was, I grew up in a very difficult time. Yeah. Yeah, um... Can you um
0: can you tell me what terminology do you think um maybe what we'd say trans women now do you what terminology do you think they used at that time in the fifties to identify themselves uh, well
1: um at that time they were called chambersti there were no such they, they would say of course there was always the um, The girls, because Christine Jurgensen and I sex change at, in 1952, and there were a lot of the girls coming out at that time. But the terminology then, if you were, uh, they would either consider you a cross dresser or they would consider you a trambestide because, um, they, at that time, I never had heard transsexual. You know, they would say sex change, and um but I never heard, at that time, the word transsexual like I hear now. Because before, that wasn't the way it was. Every, every time, um the people would see you, they would either, you would either have to be one or the other. Or you were dressed as a man, or you were, either a woman. It's not like now that you see all the guys, guys with guys, and, you know, and like that. But before, it would have to, you would have to be the femme, and the other one would have to be the bush. So, it has come along. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm interested in hearing more, maybe a little bit more about Maria, but also maybe if you can tell me if, um, do you feel like at this time, this community kind of took you under their wing or
1: not? Oh, yeah, that they did take me under their wing. And, uh, when I began to, to, when I was about 13, maybe 14, then at that time, I, um, uh, I, they took me under their wing and they would always look, be looking, you know, like, take care of me and make sure I was never in danger. So I always remember them in that sense. And I especially remember a friend of mine, that her name was Consentida. So I remember that at that time, when I was growing up, I said, oh my God, all these girls were, instead of, they, there was no such thing as hormones at that time. They were hormones, but they were not you know, largely recognized so what the girls would do we're gonna pause yeah, for one second. Let me It's yeah. my husband Miguel to haciendo el interview to Yamorita, okay? Okay. Um, so you're saying about hormones? So so I remember at that time that some of the girls that wanted to have breasts, they would inject oil like western oil, masola oil on their breast. So I remember my friend, I said to my friend, I want to have breast too. I was about 14 already, or 15. And uh, she said, you do? I said, yeah, yeah, consentida. I said, yeah, consentida. Her name was consentida, this lady. And she says, okay. So she sat me on this chair, and she pulled out this big syringe, and she filled it with oil, and my gosh, she ingested me with it. And I screamed. I said, oh, my God, it hurt so much. I said to her, can you do this one tomorrow? But she said, no, we got to finish it today. <laughs> so I was in pain. Oh. But I wanted to have breasts. Yeah. That, that was my first experience with having breasts. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling female. So I said, oh, my God. So that went on. And then Maria took me under her wings. And then... At that time, they had like a little gay community and they would all meet in certain places in different houses. So I would always be going around with the girls. Was this mostly in Brooklyn? In Brooklyn, yes. I grew up in Brooklyn, in Park Slope. So this was in Park Slope. Mm hmm
0: So you're saying it was mostly, it didn't exist too much in the public spaces. It was mostly houses?
1: It was mostly houses. And there were, of course, there were many also in in the area, but most of the girls at that time, like nowadays today, some of the trans transgender growing up, mostly they all go into prostitution, so around where I grew up, there was this this area where the girls would go to this club, this club called Cookie. And they will go there, and they will make their money hustling in the street, which was Fourth Avenue, Atlantic Avenue, um, Lafayette Place, all that area, was very much, much prostitution at that area at that time. And um, I'm kind of curious when y-
0: you said earlier that. Maybe walking on the street, like between the houses that you would congregate
1: in, wasn't as much of a thing. So, did you? Well, would people? Would if, yeah? If you walk down the street, and they will, uh, the police will see you, and they will find out you were a guy. They would take you to jail. They would take you to jail just for being in the corner and having your eyebrows painted at that time. So it was very hard.
0: Can you tell me? Any experiences you may have
1: had? Oh, I had experiences. Well, when I, after getting a little feminine and everything, I started coming to 42nd Street and I would meet most of the girls that were hanging out at that time. And, um, there was this place called, called Big First and Horn and Hatter and all that. And if you, be seated inside the restaurant and you'll be painted or wearing lipstick and the police will see that you're a guy. They will go in, make you leave the food, and they will take you to jail. Wow. At that time.
0: And when did that start changing?
1: Well, I think that started changing after the 60s and the 70s because at um, it was really hard. To walk down the street and if you, if you dress as a girl, you would have to wear men, men under, on the, under on the clothes because if you get caught and you're fully in drag, they would put you in jail just, sometimes they would put you in jail just for being in the corner hanging out at that time. Wow. And especially if they see you flaunting or you were, you know, carrying on too much, they would put you in jail. Mm-hmm. And can you
0: tell me when you know? Like obviously, Stonewall comes to mind mm-hmm. as far as a moment of resistance Stonewall. in New York.
1: Stonewall. Mm-hmm. I went to the. St- I I went to the Stonewall. As a matter of fact, I uh, used to hang out there with my friend. Um, oh my god, so many names. But I used to hang out in the Stonewall, and I used to go there at night. And uh I have a friend of mine that she passed, Lola, that I think she was there that night of the raiding. And, uh yeah, I had many experiences in the Stonewall. Mm-hmm. Can mm-hmm. you tell me
0: more about um
1: spaces like
0: Stonewall and what it meant to you? To maybe find places where to well, congregate. At that like time, bars.
1: it was places that you would go hang out. There was a lot of little clubs that would, would, have, we used to hang out. And at that time, there was a the 82 club where people would go see a, uh, imperson- uh, female impersonator shows. And they had this jewel box review then at that time. And, um, it was, this is when I was growing up, but now everything has changed. Everything is more opened. Before, everything was more secluded, or it would have to be in places where people would know about. But, you know, we wouldn't know about what the regular people wouldn't know about. So it was really hard at that time when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. But now I'm glad everything got over. you know. And... Um, I, I I came, kept on going, then I discovered hormones and I started taking hormones at a very early age.
0: What year do you think?
1: Oh my God, this was in the 60s, in the 60s, late 60s. How old were you? 70. In oh my God. <laughs> I was in about my 20s or 10 years and I started taking my hormones. I discovered hormones with Dr. Stern that I, a lot of the older girls know about him.
0: Where the, where was Dr. Stern located?
1: Dr. Stern was around 72nd Street, and I used to go to him. And uh, th- there were a few doctors that would be giving the hormones, and then we would buy them also in the street because they were going around. You know, you would be in the bar, and they would go in the bar and sell you hormone shot. And you would do it right there in the bar. So that was the way we got the hormones at that time.
0: I want to hear a little bit more about Dr. Cern. Like, what was the process to get an appointment with him? Well,
1: at that time, we used to, the girls, we we used to walk in. It wasn't uh, like we needed an appointment. We used to go to the doctor, and we would explain to them we wanted hormones. And they would put us on they would give us hormones and they would um, give us either the pills and they would give us... The, uh, we used to have the German shots, which were called progenols at that time. And um, a lot of the girls, most of the older girls, the ones that started, they used to go to the Stern. And most of the time we would buy them black market in the bars.
0: And I've... I've heard other people say, like, it was a lot more stronger
1: than, do you think so? Well, the hormones at that time were much, I, to me, I feel they were stronger. I was, we were doing the German hormones, the progenols, like I said, and they were strong. We used to think they were stronger. I think they were stronger because the ones we do now are not as strong. You have to be on it for quite a while before you see the results you want. What do you think about that? About the hormones?
0: Like, I guess for me, I'm like, I kind of wish I had, you know, existed at this time where they were stronger. Mm -hmm. But also, like, I don't know. I just, it's it's a thought that I have
1: sometimes. Well, I I feel that um, everything takes time before... The hormones, all the girls we were wearing padded and all that, then came along the silicone a few years, ago, many years ago. Then we all started doing the little bit of silicone on the cheeks, on the hips, on the tits, and a lot of the girls got problems with it. But if you take hormones and you do the right thing, it it will work, this now. Like the ones we had then, they all i I think the only difference is that we were taking we were not taking before we were calling the hormones progenols um the estrogen, which are the ones now, but before they had different names, you know
0: mm-hmm. um so just to go back a little bit um. Can you tell, because you kind of started around telling me about when you were 13 or 14, Mm -hmm. can you tell me more about like your earlier childhood and when, around what time you came to New York?
1: Well, when we came to, well, when I was growing up, I was growing in Puerto Rico, and uh, my grandmother, which I was living with, because my mother had married her, um, her second husband, and she was living with him but i was living with my grandmother so my grandmother said she was coming to new york and they decided to leave me with my aunt i stood with my aunt and i went to school i did my community and everything living with my aunt in puerto rico but one time there was this movie star uh that was doing pictures and she was dancing and everything so my aunt saw me dancing like this, and I was putting on clothes, you know, and doing like I was this girl. So my aunt said, oh, no, this is not going to happen here. So she sent me to New York to be with my grandmother. Oh, wow. So that's why I came, I was sent to New York to stay with my grandmother because she didn't, she didn't want to have me growing up as a little girl there wow and how wh- was about 9 ninth, 8 9 when they sent me here and it was when she cuz she saw you dancing cuz she saw me dancing and she i was carrying on very feminine and um the, in the school the the kids would would make fun of you and all that so you know she said she wasn't having it so they sent me here to my grandmother, and here as I was growing up, I discovered the, that there, I wasn't the only one different. That there were many other people like me. So you know, I started to hanging out with the with the girls. Yeah. Um
0: How do you feel about that? Like about your aunt's decision. About like, do you do you ever think like, what would it have been if I
1: stayed? Like, if I would have stayed in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I really don't think about it now. But it would have, I think if there would have been no different, I would have been the same person. I, I wouldn't have changed it. I wouldn't change anything. Mm hmm. Um,
0: so can you tell me a bit? More about like economically,
1: like your class background growing up, or your religious background. Well, my religious background is I'm Catholic. My mother, my grandmother's Catholic. My family was mostly Catholic, but I was as I grow a little older, most of my family are Jehovah's Witness. They're um, Pentecostal, but I'm still Catholic. That's my my religion and um uh, i feel that i'm very very religious i'm a religious person
0: mm mm-hmm. um what did um your family do for work back in puerto rico
1: for work mm-hmm. well my my uncle my fam my my Actually, when I was growing up, when you the women were actually the women of the house, and the men were the ones working.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was at that time. But you know, my grandmother was a very hard worker. When she came to this country, she was working in this factory, and I, uh, I used to go and help her in the factory where she worked when I was young. Can you tell me a little more about that? Well, she, when mom. Uh, like, what well, factory was she at? She was in this, they would make house coats. And, um, I used to go there and help her. And, uh, cause I would sort out the, 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 the clothes. What she was, what she saw, I would sort them out and put them in where they belong. And I used to go help her in where she worked. That was in Atlantic Avenue. And, um, she was working, she was, she was, my mother, my grandmother was a very art worker.
0: And what was your
1: relationship with her like growing up? Oh, she was my mother because that, my mother was married to somebody and she was in Puerto Rico and I was living with my grandmother, so she was the mother I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so...
0: What kind of relationship do you feel you now have with your family of origin?
1: Well, I have only one sister right now, and my nephews and dad and my cousins, because my my brother and my sister passed, my mother passed, my grandmother passed, they're all gone. And uh but I have a relationship with my sister and my family. We talk and I let them know about me, and they let let me know about them and we tell each other we love you, I love you, and they tell me I love you, and I tell them I love you. Do you feel that
0: you've been able to maybe embody the um the mother the maternal aspect like the motherliness of your your grandmother that she gave to you?
1: Yeah, I think I feel very much like a mother sometimes, especially to my sister because she's younger than me and she's the only sister I got left, so I feel very motherly sometimes to her. What's her name? My, her, my sister's name is Marilyn. Marilyn. And where does Marilyn live? She lives in Park Slope. Oh, okay. Do you see each other often? Yeah, we see each other once in a while, but we call each other every day. Oh, that's really special. Everything. Sometimes two or three times a day. Wow. Yeah. Is she like your best friend? Yeah, she's like my best friend, and I tell her everything about me, and she tells me everything about her. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really wonderful. Even though she's Christian, we talk to each other like she's not from church. mm We talk like regular people.
0: hmm So, what you said, you came here around nine-
1: Um, What's your earliest memory of New York City? Of New York City? Oh my God. When I came here, I remember it was cold and I was used to the warm weather. And my God, I remember once in the 50s, my God, I remember one day I was, my God, I was going to, to, to start in school here in Brooklyn, in PS29. And it was snowing so much and so bad that I said, oh my God, this is the worst. That I remember. That it used to snow so much then. Mm-hmm. I'm very cold. Now, I don't feel this so cold as before. Before it used to be very cold.
0: You were saying that, um, back in Puerto Rico, that you were like getting made fun of in school a little bit, or people were yeah. teasing you. Mm-hmm. What was it then like in New York
1: City? Well, I did get a little teasing too in New York City, especially when I was in junior high school, because of course I wanted to go to I wanted to go to school dressed as a girl, and my mother used to get very upset about it, but I used to always manage to. Change my, tie my, my shirt around my waist and put on my little pants and go to school. And sometimes would, the teachers would call my grandmother to come and pick me up because they wouldn't allow me in the school like that because of the fun of the other kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had that hard time too. But you didn't let it stop you? It didn't let it, I didn't let it stop me. I was me and I just wanted to be me. I I honestly
0: wish I had the courage um, maybe it's because I'm from New Jersey but I n- nobody like I didn't know what a trans person was I'm from like the suburbs you mm-hmm. know so very closed off and conservative so it was only once I like went to college but
1: yeah but I went to school I went to um, PS29 I went to Junior high school one forty two on Brooklyn. I went to Lafayette High School in Bensonhurst. I also did a, f- a few years, um, two, I think, one year in John Jay on Seventh Avenue in Park Slope. And I did. I didn't finish school because I um, before I finished school, I met this guy. I was very young. And I met this guy, and I liked this guy so much, and he liked he liked me so much. He says, "You know what? Why don't you come and stay with me?" I was young, and I didn't. And my grandmother said, "Well, where are you going?" I said, "No, I'm just going to visit him, and things like that." Anyway, we became lovers, and from from being in high school, before I graduated, I started living with him, and I left home with this guy. And I left home with this guy, but then I, I got involved in the drugs, and, um, which I regret. But I did get involved with the drugs until my grandmother passed, and I said, no, no more. This is I never went back to any kind of drugs, and I said, thank God. But I had my hard times. Where did you live with him? In Brooklyn? Mm -hmm. Uh, in Brooklyn I lived on 5th Avenue right off Berkeley Um, that's where I grew up in Brooklyn 5th Avenue Park Slope how long were you with him? with this guy oh my god I lived with him for about 13 years
0: wow and can I ask how you got out of it?
1: how I got out of it well I was living with him, one night I said to this guy, I I don't want to be with you anymore, and uh, oh my God, I was at home, I decided to go out, I went out, I met this guy, and this guy came over to stay to my house, and we were in the house, and all of a sudden he knocked on the door, because I wasn't with him and I said, I don't want to be with you anymore and all this And anyway, <sighs> anyway, the other guy left and what happened was that When the other guy left, he came back knocked on my door And he says, well, if you're not gonna be with me, you're not gonna be with nobody and When I said that when he said that he went to the kitchen, he pulled out a knife and when I saw he was coming to me, I turned around and he stabbed me in my back. So, I was taken to the hospital and I was almost paralyzed because it got me by my spinal cord. So what happened, I I survived it. Anyway, I finally came home and I said, I have to move away. So I moved away. He found me again, and I had to move, and that's when I moved to the Bronx. That was about 30-something years ago. Wow.
0: Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I...
1: That's how I... That's why I'm in the Bronx, or else I would have been in Brooklyn. But he gave me the blues. And did, like, any...
0: Did he get any repercussion,
1: like for assaulting you, like almost killing? No, you? no, no. I didn't. I didn't press charges. how oh, I see. Which is crazy. The police asked me. I said, "No, no. I don't. I don't know who did it." I see. Anyway, so I was young, and you know, you feel You feel like you're in love, so madly in love, and so I didn't want to press charges. But then I moved here to the Bronx, and um, no. First, before that. When I finally I tried to get away from him, I went to live with a friend of mine, and she was a she was a sex change she had sex exchange the same place where Sheena did it and um and I met this guy and he said, "What would you like to do? What would you like right now to do?" I was staying with my girlfriend and this was supposed to be her, her boyfriend. Anyway, he, he, he met me, and he liked me and whatnot, so I said, I would like to do my breast, so he paid for my breast. That was in the 80s, early 80s. And um, instead, no, I, I had my breast done, and I think it was about 78, 79. So I had my first silicone breast at that time, and I got away, and I moved to, to here, to the Bronx, and then I stayed in 149 in the Bronx, and I started living there, and I started mixing with the crowd, and I never went back to Brooklyn. I okay. stayed in the Bronx.
0: And you never saw him again?
1: I never saw him again. Then one day that I was walking down the block, and somebody called me, and they called me to tell me he died. And he he died, and... uh that was it. I went to the funeral to pay my respect. Because he, had, he was with some girls, so I said, pay my respect. I went there, and I said, see, you tried to kill me, but it was your turn. So I kept on living, and I, I stayed in the Bronx. Then I met this guy. And um, that was in the 80s, 81, some 81, yeah. I think, I think it was in 81 i made him in 70 i made him in the 80s because he went to jail in the 80s once. anyway i met this guy when i was when i had just moved to the bronx and i was wanting to survive i um, first went, uh, first i went to live in the city then i met him in 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 a in a club called otherwise here in in new york city so He said to me, you know, you need a better place, because I was staying in this cheap hotel. And he says, you need a better place. So he moved me to the Bronx. He got me an apartment to the Bronx. But nevertheless, I used to go out with him, and a lot of my girlfriends met him and everything like that. But one day he said to me he was going out to do something, and I would have never thought that what he did was he went to rob a bank. And I said, oh my God. And I never knew until that day when the the police came in and they arrested him in my house for the brink shop. So I said, oh my God, I was with him, living with him, having all these people coming in my house um, Joan Ches, the mall, and, uh, all these Black Panther people coming in my house, and I didn't know who I was dealing with. So, he was put in jail, and then he passed in, in jail. They wanted to put me in jail for 25 years, but it never happened, because I wasn't part of it, it was just, it's, to me, I feel like I was the innocent bystander because I met him at, under a different name and a different person. I didn't meet him as the person they make him to be. But anyway, that, that's how I came to the Bronx. What was... Could he,
0: You don't have to tell me, about I was wondering what his name was.
1: His name? Mm-hmm. This person, his name was Donald Wins. Mm.
0: And you're saying he he was a member of Black Panther? Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so, um, to kind of look more broadly, um, I kind of want to know, you know, you mentioned your sister and your grandmother and Maria, and, um, I'm wondering who have been the most important people in your life?
1: Who's the most important people in my life right now? Or then.
0: Or over the, over, if you could look at your entire life. just Yeah.
1: I could mention a few. The most important people in my life was my grandmother, of course, and my aunt, and uh, my sister that passed. And um, I think they have been the most, most, most important people in my life. Yes. And, uh, A friend that I had, her name was Maria, too, and uh, they were the most important people in my life. And now, the person that I'm with. Mm -hmm. And how did you meet, um, is it Miguel? Yes. Miguel, well, Miguel, I was living with somebody and we broke up. and. I, one day, went out to the beach, and I met Miguel, invited me for a drink, and um, I said, okay, let's go have a drink. We did have a drink. Then these friends of mine that were gay came over, and he says, are you like them? I said, no, I'm different. So he says, what do you mean you're different? I says, well, I'm different. So anyway, he got curious, and we decided he had broken up with his wife and I had broken up with my lover at the time. So we were like in the rebound. And we met and uh, we clicked it. And then, um, he came over that night with me after we had a few drinks. And the next day he came back. And the third day he came back. And the fourth day I went to his job and I went to his place. Where he was staying, and I said, "Oh my God, you don't have to live like this, you know." So he, so he says, "What well, can I move moving with you?" And I said, "Okay." And it's been 13 years. How long? 13. Oh. Wow. That we've been living together, and uh, as men and wife, and uh, as a regular couple, and just. A year ago, I said, Miguel, um, after searching so much, so much, so much, I think I am going to have my sex change. So I started to do all the planning and I called the clinic and everything and I started going through all the changes. And um, after so many years, I the doctor called me and, um, and said, well, you'll be ready for the surgery. I said, yes, it was for November. But then they said, we have to do the electrolysis. So I said, okay. So they sent me to do the electrolysis. And last December, I finally did change my sex. Congratulations. And I became a female, which I always was. That was the only thing that needed adjusting. So I finally did it, and I think I finally, after so many years of living as the woman I was, I finally find myself the woman I am today. After so much hard work of going to so much changes and all my childhood and looking for that woman that I wanted to be and looking for a man that would accept me as the woman I wanted to be, which I all the men I had in my life accepted me as the woman, but this time I wanted to accept me, myself, as the woman I wanted to be. So I finally feel complete i look at myself in the mirror and i said oh my god i'm complete i don't have to hide anything anymore and i don't have to be afraid anymore so that's how i i finally realized that i'm really sonia that i'm really the woman that i want to be and uh, and if i did it anybody could Can you tell me
0: more about what communities you were part of um, now and in the past? And you were saying a little bit about your history with the community um, in Brooklyn, but I maybe want to learn a little bit more about the community you found in the Bronx and the community you find today.
1: The gay community or the transsexual community?
0: Uh, maybe more so the trans community.
1: Okay. The trans community, well, I guess the, the trans community everywhere. Some of us stick together, some don't. Some of us have that part where we're always looking to see what the other one is doing so we could do it too. And I have had my, I have a lot of good friends. I have friends that we know each other for 40 years, 45 years, and we have known each other for all our our lives, you know? So with the trans community, I have always enjoyed, but me, myself, I have lived more with the uh, heterosexual community than with the trans community.
0: I see. Um would you say you were a part of any scenes when you were oh, no. any scenes like the ball scene or um, um, I'm not sure. Let me rephrase this question. Um, you know what? We can skip that actually. And also, you know, what? I'm, I need to go to the bathroom. So I just want to pause for a second. Um.
1: What kind of,
0: relationships have you had with other trans or non-binary people over time? non Um Sorry, like gender non-conforming? Um, pe- just people, I'll just rephrase that. What kind of relationships have you had with other trans people over
1: time? Oh, I have, My relationship with other trans people have been fine. I haven't had no trouble with trans. I never had no no kind of conflict with the girls. Maybe once in a while, one, one of them gets a little, or they gets angry at you for maybe some... You know that sometimes we say little stupid things, like, and sometimes they get shady or things like that, but big things, no, I never have problems with the girls.
0: How do you think the trans community has changed over, the,
1: over time? Oh, it has changed immensely. The trans community has changed immensely because now there's more, more chances for the girls and more help for the girls, you know, especially for the young ones, you know, because now everything is mostly for the young girls. And, um, I, as a matter of fact, the other day I was, I was, I have a friend from, from Colombia. And they opened this house, which is dedicated for the older transgender girls, for sex change girls, for transgender girls who are not sex change, for transsexual girls. And uh, but here in New York is is there's a lot of help now for the girls, especially for us that want to transition. Were you saying that house is in Colombia? In Colombia i I was reading a friend of mine sent 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 um, some information to me about that they opened this house like you know like they have this this building for the older for the young for the old people and um, for senior citizens and like that well they actually open a a building for the transsexual community where if you don't have where to stay, they give you an apartment or you have an apartment. Oh, nothing. not want to talk to him. <laughs> uh, that was in Colombia. My friend of mine sent me that. I said, my God, why don't they do this here? Maybe there's so many. I think, especially in Puerto Rico, I saw this. I have this friend of mine. Um, she was actually one of the first, um, show, trans oh, he keeps on calling me. Uh,
0: do you want to take it really quick? No, or? I'm going to, I'm
1: going to, oh. I'm going to tell him to, I'll call him later. Okay, no worries. Wait a minute. Mira, este Giancarlo, I'm in the street, I'm doing something, call me later, okay? I'll call me later. Okay, he's autistic, this, this is my husband's nephew. Anyway, and, and I said, oh my God, they should that, they, oh, I was telling your one friend from Puerto Rico, that she, I went to a house last year, and in Puerto and she was the first trans that she used to do these shows, um, uh, female impersonator. And anyway, I went to a house to visit her, and it was so so over, so overwhelming to me that she didn't have no help, and she was all she had had gotten hit gotten hit by a car, and uh, she didn't have no help and she didn't have nobody coming to see her like, like here that they have visiting nurses services and all that. I said, oh my God, they don't do this for this person. And she finally passed last year. And I said, oh my God, why can't they have a place where if you're transgender, and uh because over here at least we have the, the help. we go, we could go to any hospital or we could have, you know, help. But especially for people who feel this way, that they feel like female, but they're actually in their male bodies, so I said I think they should have a place where they, most of these older girls go to. Right, mm-hmm. that's that's my feeling, but I feel I would the transgender community has common has come there's a lot of help, but like I said, the help is mostly for the young girls and how does that feel feel to me mm-hmm. I don't I did, it doesn't make me no difference because I admire many of the girls that are coming up that are so beautiful but uh, I also I, like I said I would like to see because there's a lot of the girls. Like, I have a friend of mine, she's much, she's, she's older too, and she worked for a little bit and everything, but I, I was talking to her the other day and she told me I'm here going through, um, depression and all that. And I said, oh my God, don't you have some, somebody to come see you, come visit you, you know, like, like they'd actually do for, for these people that they have these senior services that come and bring you a meal and things like that. So I said, why don't you try to find people that help you like this? So, you know, I said, maybe they should do this in the trans community to try to, to to you know, to help the senior girls. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Can you tell me any memorable... Memories you've had with other trans people
1: here? Oh, I have I have so many. I have so many things I have done with the girls that we have gone out, we have gone to parties. We
0: If any Yeah, tell me tell me more. We have
1: gone to parties where we Well, many years ago um the girls were the parties were a little different. Now the girls they have the parties and they carry on and all this. But um one thing I always remember is when you, the girls, we sit down and we chat and we talk and we tell each other, you know, how we feel then we have no with, well, me in my case, I don't conceal nothing from my friends. I have nothing to hide. But there's a lot of the girls that are so into themselves, you know, that they don't say what they what they feel or what they want. And uh, and I've seen a lot of um, g- guys that are, actually feel like a woman, and they're afraid to come out. You know, so I, I said, well, now it's easy. Now you're more accepted as a trans girl, as a transgender, as whatever you want to be. Because nowadays you could be whoever you want to be, you know. So I said, it has come a long way. And I, most, I love my memories. I have very, very beautiful memories with my friends.
0: Does anything like? Can you t- tell me in detail one of those memories? I would just love to hear more. Because, yeah.
1: But in which sense? How how do I remember that? Yeah, just like maybe one night or one,
0: one time with a friend that you've never forgotten.
1: Oh my god. Like me and her. One time we went to a party together,
0: you and Gina. me and
1: Gina, and and we came out of the party. I think it was about six o'clock in the morning. It was it was like, and we were we were near my house, but from where we were coming, we wasn't that close. We have to go across the park, so we were laughing so much, my God, because we, we kept on hearing roosters. So I said, Gina, my God, do you hear a rooster? She says, oh, I hear a rooster, but we're not in Puerto Rico. We are in New York. And it was snowing. It was snow, And we were actually crossing a park with all the snow. We have shared a lot of memories.
0: Tell me more. This
1: is good. We, we, yeah. we walked across that park, and we came home, and we just started laughing and laughing and laughing. <laughs> Then another time we were we went we went out we were partying so much we went into a park and I was painting lashes on on a frog. Uh, on a, <laughs> oh my god, we have we have so much. We have I have I have many good things that I have enjoyed with my friends. Yeah, many memories.
0: Now, um, not to get negative, but mm. are there any on the reverse end of that? Are there any like? Really negative moments that you remember with your with the girls that stuck out to you
1: well I had I have a friend, but they never heard of me you know verbally my friends i i she just stopped talking to me because. She don't talk to this one, and she expected me not to talk to her. Mm-hmm. So I said, I cannot do that. You're my friend, and she's my friend. Whatever happens between you both, it's your problem, not mine. So, you know, she stopped talking to me. And I said, that's so negative. I don't, I don't have to stop talking to somebody because you don't talk to them. I think that's about one of the most negative things I have encountered. But other than that, I haven't really had... You know, like verbally, or fight, or, or. Encounter that encounter. Not even, not even for for a person. Of course, I always ask my friends to respect me, just like I'm gonna respect them. You know, but negativity, I don't allow it. I don't allow it. Um,
0: so, again, going back to. Like Maria in those early days in Park Slope, um, do you feel like you've had any other inter- intergenerational relationships with trans people, like older trans people that also took you under their wing, or younger trans people that you now feel like you
1: are motherly yeah, towards? Yeah, they, yeah, I have a lot of the girls that call me mom. I have... I have one that calls me grandma and all that. And, and I don't feel bad about anything like that. I, as a matter of fact, I accept it. And, um, a lot of the girls do call me mom. They say ma, you know, cause this is the way the girls, if you're older, they call you mommy, you know, and things like that. So I haven't come to that. Do you, do you like that? I like, I like it because I, I, I could give, Advice to somebody about this, you know. My friend, as a matter of fact, I have a friend of mine that she calls me mom. She's going on the. She's having a sex change tomorrow, and I'm gonna go see her. And she, uh, like, she looks up to me for advice. Oh, what you went through last month? Let me know about this, about that. I said you have to respect this, respect that, respect this, you know. But. I have a few girls that look up to me, I think. Yeah.
0: I imagine that feels special, like you're passing down something.
1: Well, in a way, yes. But like I say, um, I'm a part of the trans community and I wish I could get more involved with the trans community. I always wanted that. But... I live with with my, my 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 actual husband. He's he loves all my friend cuz he loves my friend. But like he's not into the community cuz he he was a Christian man. He was from church. He was married to this woman and until he met me. And uh, like I don't get as involved as I want to. Because of him, because some of these programs, they, they actually, they have these groups and they're always late. You know, actually the groups, for the girls' group, is actually sometimes at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, you know? So that's the only reason why I don't get involved all the time. But when it's a group that I feel that I should go, I do go. And try to get involved with the community and find out what it's all about. I do.
0: Yes. Um. So, do you feel like your understanding of your gender has changed over time at all? My gender. Yes.
1: My th- me. Yeah. Me. How do you
0: feel about yourself? Has it changed over time?
1: I. I love myself. For me, I I always love myself, especially, and my gender, which was actually changed. Um, I don't. I feel like any other. To me, I feel like any other person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't feel any, any stranger than anybody else. I feel. Like, this is my gender. I'm a, I'm a female, and that's the only gender I always recognized since I was a child.
0: How do you feel like New York City has changed over the time that you've
1: lived here? New York City has changed a lot. New York City has changed incredibly a lot. And what is that, what is that, how does that feel to you? Well, it feels good to me. It feels good to me because I see every, including people are more acceptable of the transgender community than before. You know? So it has grown a lot. Is there anything you feel like
0: that you miss about the trans, how the trans community used to be
1: and function? Well, before, I think we had more places to go to, you know, like like hanging out clubs and things like that. I think we had a lot of fabulous little clubs, but now there's very, a lot of clubs are missing. Not many, there's not many places for the girls to go to. And uh, I guess everybody's making their own life, you know, and everybody's looking for what they want. So uh, New York City, to me, it's fine. And it has changed a lot. What's your favorite thing about New York City? The diversity. The diversity of people, the diversity of, of the communities. You know, that, that's my favorite part. And what's the hardest part about living here? The hardest part about here is paying that rent. <laughs> yeah, paying rent and, and trying to survive. And the crime rate that has gone up a little bit and that. And, you know, sometimes actually, and sometimes actually people and like myself, sometimes we get a little scared even to go out at night. You know, because everything has, Everything has gotten so a little rude. Can you tell me more about that? Well, it's like... I see it this way. I I watch the news, and uh, my boyfriend watches the news. I have no choice. But you see the crime rate going up. You see... Um. I don't mind people smoking grass, I don't mind people doing whatever they want, but what I do mind is that the lack of respect, you know, there's a lot of lack of respect from people in the street for other individuals.
0: And you feel like it's gotten worse? Huh? You feel like it's gotten worse?
1: I feel it's gotten a little worse, yes. Like people respect the girls less? It's not that respect, I'm going to tell you a story. The other day, my friend was in the train and she called me. She said, I just had a big argument. I said, what happened? She said, I was in the train. I was minding my own business. This guy sat across from me. I just looked at him. I I turned my eyes and all of a sudden this man is up in my face calling me a man. I said, why? I said, why was She says, no, because he came and called me a man and say this and say that. I said, that's disrespectful. And and she almost cried because she says, now that I'm a woman, because she's a sex change, now that I'm a woman, I get this from this person. You know, so it hurt her. And I said, "This, this disrespectful people in the street. Yeah. So I told her, I said, you know what? You just can't pay it, no mind. You keep on walking. You walk away from these people, because if you stop fighting, they could hurt you. So, you know. But this happens to a lot of people.
0: It happens to me a lot. Um, I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. I haven't been out for long, but it's hard, for sure. Um. And it gets
1: to you, you know? Mm, it, gets, it gets to you. It gets to you. One time, it happened to me too. One time, but it wasn't, they didn't come to me. I was, I was looking out my window, and from my window, I could look across to the other side, and there was this little young girl. So the little young girl comes out of the house. One day I was coming down from my house. This was years ago. And she comes to me and she says, you're a guy, right? You're a man. And I said, why are you asking me that? She said, my mommy said you were a man. (sighs) So I said, you know, it's strange how these people are telling these little kids about other people. You know, they shouldn't do this. That's why these little kids grow up and be disrespectful. You know, so I went, I was going to go to her and give her a piece of my mind, but then I said, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. But then they moved them away. I never had that problem. Yes. I, I
0: personally really hate that too. Yeah. Parent. Well, they, they happen. The influence. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, are there any, you know, you've talked about some clubs, um, mm-hmm. In your entire time here, are there any particular places or spaces that
1: have been most important to you? Well, one of the places where I used to go to was called La Escolita, years ago. But that place closed now. Where was that? That was on 39th Street and 8th Avenue. The 8th Avenue? Yeah, 8th Avenue, between, more on 8th Avenue than 9th Avenue, and 9th Avenue, and 8th Avenue. And we used to go there, under the Gilded Grave, which is very many, many years ago, all these places were all, were all the trans girls. We all could meet and dance and party and meet guys and all that. Yeah. But, you know, most of these places have closed down. Do you have any memories from Gilded Grape or um,
0: what was the other place you mentioned?
1: There, there was, I used to go to La Escolita, Gilded Grape, Um Grapevine, uh, Castadario, La Flor, Ombre. Oh my God, there were a lot of places we used to go to. Does any particular night in one of these places stick out to you? Every night was, every night was, A night to remember. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. So every night we had, we had great times. And then we had the 220, which closed up too. We had Sally's Bar, which were, which are unforgettable to many of us. I've heard about Sally's, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Yeah, It's unforgettable. Sally's, where all the girls used to meet.
0: I wish I could have experienced it. Yeah, that
1: was <laughs> wonderful. You never forget it. Once you go in there, you, you would be there every night. We used to go there every night. It <sighs> wasn't a day we won't go. Uh, uh, that makes me so jealous. <laughs>
0: um, are there any aspects of the trans community that either in the past or in the present that you really want remembered?
1: That I want to remember?
0: Yeah, that you want other people to remember because I feel like maybe our history isn't told enough.
1: Well, I say, a lot of my friends ask me, straight people, um, why do I say um, the trans community, we all grow up, we all have a family, we all want to be accepted. You know, and one of the things I always tell that the the, um, the first thing you have to learn is respect so other people could respect you you know because um many years ago if if somebody see you and you were a guy and you were kissing with another guy that, that was the people would think it was very disrespectful. They would go crazy. Oh my God, but look at my kids here, you know? Now it's more acceptable. But I wish that people will remember the trans community for what they have bring because there's a lot of trans people who have, who belong to the art, who are painters, who have done great things for the people. You know, but a lot of people just don't remember this, you know. They always remember, you remember uh, Elizabeth Taylor, you remember this one, but you don't remember Cautionelle, you don't remember this other one, you don't remember these other people, you know. And especially now, I remember that when Christine Jorgensen uh, changed her sex in 1952, even in Puerto Rico, they even created a song about her. So now that's what people don't remember, you know, all these things, all what the girls went through to get to this point, you know. I remember all this because I said, oh, my God, when I, one of the first, Maria, I remember I was, I think I was about 13, 14, when I met her and I saw her come in pain, you know, with her little boots and her her dog and all that. And the other people told me, she's a sex change. And I said, she is? That's what I want to be. And I always lived with that in my head. And now, after I finally did it, I said, well, Maria, he is to you. <laughs> and I remember her, and I was remembering when I went to to the surgery. I was remembering. I was remembering her.
0: And she gave you that first
1: oil shot. Was that yeah, her? She gave me that <laughs> that push at that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna. This is this is me. This is me, and I and I did. I have done pretty well. I I have lived my life. I live with my boyfriend now. He's a very good man. He and he's very supportive and he's always there for me.
0: I would like to ask um what kinds of employment have you had over time?
1: Well, I when I worked, I was working In a sugar, no, not in a sugar, in a candy factory many years ago, but many, many years ago. And then when I met George, I wasn't working at that time, but what happened, when he went to jail, I I was left very nervous. And uh, I wasn't working, so he said, You're not working. You're not doing anything. I'm going to support you." He was supporting me. Anyway, and then when he finally got taken to jail, I was left with all the bills. I had to go to welfare and everything like this. And I didn't work. But then I think maybe it was a blessing. Maybe it has been uh, to hold me back because all the men that I have had in my life, they have always given me everything. To this day, my husband is there to support me. You know, so when I, I worked for a few years and I was working in the candy and I worked in different factories and, um, I went to, to the, um, unemployment. And I went to social, for Social Security, and Social Security said you didn't work long enough. So we're going to give you, being, when my mother passed, I was um out of control. I, I became very nervous because when my mother died, we went to bury her. And then after we had buried her, a year later, they called us from the cemetery that we have to pull her back out. And we'll put her in another grave. So this was very disturbing to me. So it broke me down. Um, especially when I had to go see that when they, that they were going to pull her on, I said, I cannot be here. And they took her out of the den and they said that the box could break in half. So that really oh, blew me okay. off. And I went into, um, um, major depression then. Um. So that the doctor sent me to the SSI and I had to go beyond the SSI and they um said that I was like i my uh major depression recurrent. So now today I'm I'm on the SSI right now, but my husband is the one that's taking most of everything. So, you know, I'm pre- I'm, I think I feel very, I've been, maybe I've been blessed by always having somebody who was there for me. And, um, to this day, I, I, I feel accomplished. I have, I have a, a, an apartment. I have a home. I have everything I need. And I have somebody that's there with me. And I also have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> What's your dog's name uh-huh so that that's, that's <laughs> what I've been doing for the past twenty years now uh-huh. um
0: can I ask if you've um have you ever been homeless and what
1: have you ever been homeless homeless I never been homeless in that sense like homeless homeless I always have a place I since I was since I moved away from home I always kept a little room or an apartment that was I always said no it's very in, a shell my home is very important to me I always try to keep my home
0: um actually to go back for a second I wanted to ask um how um
1: how do you cope with your depression well I'm gonna uh, say this. My um my doctor actually prescribes solof to me. And uh I take it some, some on and off. But I don't. Re- I don't I try to cope with my depression by uh, doing something. You know, when I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm gonna get depressed or something like that. I go out. I go to the park. I run. I walk. I try not to let it overcome me because I went through it with my mother, with what happened with my mother. So I try not to let it. The doctor gives me my my uh, pills for my anxiety, and inside that. But other than that, I just try to cope. You know, day to day.
0: Um, you mentioned you, um, got surgery recently. Mm-hmm.
1: How did you cover the cost for that? Well, I, the insurance has, has a grant of something like that, that was granted for the trans, for the girls, for the transgender girl who wanted re- sex reassignment surgery. So when I applied for this, I went through, Through all my doctors, I went with letters through all my doctors. I went through, through Mount Sinai and I talked to, to the clinic and I asked them, I told them what I wanted. And one of the things I asked the doctor was, have you ever done somebody my age? So he says we've done it older. And all at the, at that time they had done somebody older than me, so she says he says we've done somebody older than you, and I said well I would like to do it, so I t- did everything that was that I had to do, and my insurance covered the cost wow. of my surgery, and I and my vagina's working very well. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> and um, it's very real. And it looks and and everything is very there. Oh, good. <laughs> so I'm grateful for that because I recover well. And I wasn't in the hospital like most of the girls. They stay four or five days. I only stay there. I don't count the day of the surgery because... That was the day of the surgery. But that was let out of the hospital the next day. Wow. You know, so I recovered well. That's great. So, you know. But a lot of, some of the girls that I know, some have had a little, little problem. But thanks God, I I have had not, no problem at all.
0: I'm glad to hear that. Um, have you ever gone to other service providers, um, like um, GMHC or
1: um, Housing Works? Have you gone to some of these places? I went one one time with her, mm-hmm. but then they moved. I think they moved, mm-hmm. and so I never went back. And then the last time I used to go to this program that was on... Um, What's the name of the street? Um, Westchester. Yeah, Westchester. Now, remember that where we where, um The Colin Lord there. Th- yeah, so they had this program that that's uh, it's called um, next next hurt next hair hurt neck care. I think it is. Anyway, I used to go there. They used to have a little group there, but then they didn't do it no more. So you know. And like I said, sometimes you want to go to this group, but they're always so late. So I, I haven't been until the other day that I went to that banquet. And before that, I went to the other one. Other than that.
0: Oh, not,
1: sorry, you went Osborne Association. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. the Osborne Association. Yeah, so we went to those. I went there with China And I said, I wish I had this little, this you know, I know there's some here in the city, but most of them are, and like I said, most of them are more for the HIV people.
0: Yes. You know,
1: so that's what happened. They they, they have this group, but they're mostly for HIV. I see. You know, not, not, some of the girls are positive, and some of the girls go there, but there's also some of the girls that are not, you know? So I think they should... Um, if you're HIV, you're HIV positive. If you're not, you're not. But, you know, they. it's like in order for us to be in the group, we have to be with that, with that group, too. Mm. You understand? So
0: I understand. Yeah.
1: Um most of these groups that's what they are all about lately. You know, you go there but most of them are for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um in other ways what have been some important sources of support for you over the years? Would you say mostly your family?
1: My family and your loved ones? My support and my friends. My mm-hmm. friends. Yes. My girlfriends, yes. Have you ever have you ever
0: experienced um like intense loneliness here or do you feel that your friendships like with the girls um and your girlfriends like has always helped you?
1: Yeah, my girlfriends have always been I have a few a lot of friends that have been there for me when I have needed um, you know, somebody to talk to, or somebody that that I could say, you know, I help me or what this. I have a I have I have a lot of good friends. Yes, thanks God, I have a lot of good friends. So, to kind of wrap up, um, if
0: you wanted people to hear one thing from you
1: what would it be if i wanted people to know to
0: just to hear like what's one thing you have that you one thing you have to say to people like if <laughs> if you only had one thing to say to mm. people as maybe a life advice oh. you know what would it be
1: just be yourself just be yourself be happy with yourself. This is one of my favorite um sayings that I always tell my girlfriends. I said, the most important thing in life is to be happy with yourself. Please yourself and always think about yourself. Because if you don't think of yourself, nobody else is, you know. So I always tell my girlfriends that I said... Be happy with yourself and be content with yourself. And do whatever you want. If you want to change your sex, if you want to be a male, if you want to be female, whatever you want to be, but be happy. Yes. Accept, you know, yourself.
0: If you wanted to be remembered for one thing, what
1: would it be? I did it my way. (laughs) (laughs) I did it my way. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, uh, a lot of my girlfriend changed very young. I, I had the chance to do it too, but I never did it. And I said, it took me a long time, but I did it, you know. But I'm here and I'm living and I'm enjoying life. And I walk down the street like any other woman and I, I live the life of an, any other woman. I have no kind of regrets. None. Um,
0: is there anything else you might want to
1: add? No, I, I just, like I said, I just want to, to maybe see the trans girl, you know, be more, have, have more, you know, it's, it's not about for us to do something about ourselves, not about anybody else, but caring for ourselves. Like if you see somebody, you know, like the young girls have this, I and I, I experienced it myself. Um, one day I went into the bar, and I, I was with somebody. I don't remember who it was. But I know I heard this young girl, why is that lady, why is that... Older lady doing in the bar of the young girls. I said, oh, my God, why is she? She's calling me old, and they're calling us old, but because we're here in the bar, you know? And I said, you know, maybe it's time for the girls. It doesn't matter whether you're young or old. Just give yourself the respect. That's what I feel. The respect is the most important thing. Well, thank you so
0: much for mm-hmm. talking with me today.
1: Okay, thank you, uh, Anna, right? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. All right.